Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. How's it going, Greg? Oh my gosh, I am feeling good, Russ. I am fresh. I'm energetic and maybe more energetic than you because you just told me you got out of a what, three hour plus meeting? Yeah, you know, three and a half hours or so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about staffing though and staffing these days. It's, it's difficult to find the right person or to know if you're actually finding the right person and then defining the role and then actually making your company like attractive for, for people, right? Because there's so many options out there. Oh, now. for sure. And, and there's so many people that, you know, don't necessarily want to get in the game and start working right now unless it's really a good thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it needs to right. be that fit for both sides. And it's a really interesting totally. situation today because let's face it, the pandemic has changed things, has kind of changed the whole landscape to hiring, firing, you know, training, mm-hmm. the whole bit. Luckily, we have some help yeah. today. We have an expert when it comes to staffing. Jeff Hunter is uh, an author, best known for VA staffer. He has, what, 150-plus team virtual assistant staffing agency. He helps entrepreneurs, these startups. Really, he's the man when it comes to staffing. Welcome, Jeff. How you doing? Honored to be here. We're excited to have you on. And like how I kind of started the conversation is like things have changed, right, with the pandemic. And you've been in staffing for a long time. What are kind of some of the obvious changes that you've seen in staffing for the past, you know, two plus years? Something that I think is ironic, owning a staffing agency that's 100% remote. Well, years ago, let's say January of 2020, I used to have to talk to business leaders about the benefits of a remote team, right? Like I used to have to convince people <laughs> why they should hire someone yeah. remotely. Um, right. Mind you, I don't have that conversation anymore. <laughs> so now it's usually just like, how much? Cool. Where do I send the check? <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in all reality, I think that it's also opened up uh, the eyes to people to understand that, you know, there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of advantages uh, to hiring remote. One of them is that you're obviously location independent. You can work anywhere and do anything that helps both businesses and it helps the people who work for those businesses who um, will actually usually work for less money for the ability to travel. And it also opens you up to a demographic that I think is probably the most undervalued, underserved, underrepresented in all labor forces, which is stay-at-home moms. Right. It now gives the ability for, you know, it doesn't make sense for for Lisa, who has to wake up at seven in the morning and get her kids ready for school and then take them to school at eight and then deal with traffic. And she's back in the office by 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And then, you know, she's got to leave at two o'clock to go pick up Nancy and Joey from school. So you only got about four hours of active work from her and no office is going to hire somebody like that for a couple hours a day. That's not focused. But now with remote teams, you can hire that stay at home mom and say, and and if you structure your business the right way in a results-based format, she can do really amazing things. Yeah, you know, I have been a, a fan of work from home for way before <laughs> it was cool. I ran my own business from home for, you know, like what, 13, 14 years. And it was amazing because w- w- the things that it did for me 
was, you know, they, they, they say the whole work life balance thing, but really just the mental health of it, not having to get in a car and, and sit in traffic and yell at people for an hour. Cause that's what I do in the car. <laughs> yell at people. A little road rage and then, you know, you, you get to work, you're in a bad mood and then you've got to, you know, think about your commute. I had somebody one time that I was working with that three hours before the end of the day, they would start updating people. Oh man, traffic back, back home is going to be two hours now. Oh, that was an accident on the bridge. Oh man, this is going to be a horrible night and blah, blah, blah. And it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. You don't leave here till five and you're already complaining about traffic. Just thinking about the mental health aspect of, of being able to work from home. I, I, it's, it's, it's life changing <laughs> to work from home. You know, you know? I, that's funny. You bring up a really interesting topic because most people who've never hired remote teams, they usually say something like this. They'll say like, Jeff, uh, you know, how do you know if your people are, are doing their work and if they're productive and, you know, I'm afraid that I'm not going to get the type of productivity out of them that I do from my people in the office. And it's, it's interesting because I found the exact opposite to be true. I found that when people are in the office, they're messing around and I found (laughs) the hardest part for me in retention of my team is actually having firm boundaries in place for people to log out because it's very easy for someone to work a lot and get burnt out when when your office is attached to your home compared to being able to walk away from it all at the office. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, you're so much more productive when you're not, when you actually are walking away for a certain amount of time. Like if you try to work like just 12 hour days or whatever it is, it, it, you're, you're not going to get much yeah. done. And, and you're, here's you're, the, the thing. effectiveness period is probably 50%. Entrepreneurs struggle with this. It's funny because Russ, you know, we worked together and we were in the office together for a lot of years. And one of the things I really do miss is like all the cake parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're right? infamous for having, I don't know how many cakes every single week on every occasion we yeah. would have to get a cake or something. And well, we named our server Carbs yeah. just because we felt that was appropriate was, for the office. But then we also named our server Brad Pitt. And I didn't, I, I, I don't know why that one was. Yeah, well, there was a committee on that yeah. one. <laughs> well, for me, you know, um, the health benefits, both mentally and physically, um, from working at home, you know, like I just think about, you know, like, for example, let me give you a rundown of the people that I hire, because this is probably a question people want to know anyway. Um, I, I hire, so ironically, even though I have a, a virtual assistant agency with over 150 people, I don't hire virtual assistants. I actually hire people that work in technology companies like Google, Microsoft, Canva, Shopify. I love my Shopify and Canva people because they're smart and they think outside the box and they're good with technology and things like that. Um, and they're used to driving to work for an hour, you know, each way. And most of my team are in the Philippines. They have to work six days a week and they have mandatory overtime. Yeah. My approach is I go to them and I say, hey, look, how would you like to make two to three times more than you're making right now? Because I know how much they pay you over there. You only get to work. You only have to work five days a week and you get to work from home in your pajamas. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is 
I'm probably the typical business owner in the past two years, right? The pandemic hit. Before that, all the employees, almost all the employees, except for the, the field salespeople, basically worked in an office, right? And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit, and then we had to figure out, okay, how do we build a distributed workforce? What type of software do we need? How are we going to communicate with each other? How are we going to have meetings and stuff like that? And I really looked at it as an opportunity, right? This is a way to make the company more optimized than like what you're saying, people going in the office and then you're trying to get them to work because they're goofing off talking all the time. I shouldn't say that because we had really good employees. So they, they didn't really, have, they didn't really <laughs> have that issue, but I know what you're saying because a lot of companies do have that issue. But we just looked at it as an opportunity versus, you know, a, a hurdle. And uh, over the past two years now, we were able to set up a distributed workforce where people are more productive. And yet, and, and we've been able to recruit talent from all over the world now. And you're not just locked into the talent base within, for us, in the Bay Area, where we're competing against every dot-com, every, you know, financial company. I mean, we're dealing with some really large companies that is, is all going after the same employee pool, where now we can, we can search all over the world. And I think that's just an advantage, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It used to be you only really could get the type of talent that's available in your town. That's something that I, I want to learn a little more about because, okay, I've done, you know, hiring, remote hiring, where I've never met the people there all the way across the country or the world. I don't, I don't know who they are, really. We do meetings as if we're in the same place. But with virtual assistants, that seems something that I, I want to definitely learn more about, but, but we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. And welcome back to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And thank you for reviewing the podcast, a part of the Best Business Network and Electricast Media. Today, we're talking about staffing. Now, specifically, we're talking about virtual assistants. We're with Jeff Hunter. Now, not only does he help people to find virtual assistants, but he's also a user. It's like the guy that, you know, I liked it so much. I bought the company. Well, <laughs> so Jeff, can you tell us how do you, you utilize virtual assistants? I have a virtual executive assistant. Her name's Jacqueline and she is what you would expect an executive assistant to do. And I have web developers and I have community managers. I have social media people. Um, here's a couple things that my assistant does that just gives me a serious competitive edge over pretty much everyone that I know who doesn't have one. Uh, she, she starts working one hour before I wake up and that's by, by mm. that's by, that's planned by the way. Cause the first thing that happens okay. when I roll out of bed and probably for you guys too, is I roll over and I grab the phone. Right. Yep. And then I got my, <laughs> I got my, my uh, notification anxiety attack. Yep. Um, so she actually comes online an hour before I wake up and she goes through my emails. She addresses any issues, um, any emails that require my attention. She screenshots them and she marks them as unread. She flags them. Um, she reviews my calendar. She sends me a list of, Hey, here's what your calls are for the day. Um, here's your to-do list that was left over from the day before. Um, she gets on every single one of my meetings with my clients 
She takes notes for those clients. Uh, she sends emails out afterwards. You know, she sets uh, the agenda, sends over, sends up follow-up action items, things like that. She checks my email throughout the day. Um, anything she doesn't know how to handle, she just asks me. Um, and then, and then on a typical day, I probably get five to 10 requests from, you know, random people, whether it's existing clients, potential clients, random people on social media who want to steal my time and get on my calendar. She looks at the to-do list I was supposed to get done, holds me accountable. Anything that I didn't get done, she adds to tomorrow's to-do list. And we start the cycle every day, right? So just even if all you had was an assistant to hold you accountable and keep you moving forward, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. Right. right. Yeah, no, that would be super helpful. You know, so for the business owners that listen to this show, the managers that listen to this show, and they're interested in using a staffing agency to fill some of the spots that they have open kind of walk them through the process of what they should be looking for in, in choosing a staffing agency um, and, and you know, how do they go about that process? Instead of telling you what to hire, let me tell you what not to hire. Is that fair? Sure. <laughs> what you don't want to do is you don't want to hire someone without having a game plan of what you're actually going to have someone do. And, this is the biggest yeah. mistake that business owners do is they hire someone without knowing what they're going to do. So I, I like to separate out my task into four different categories. One is what are the repetitive tasks I can get out of my plate? Like those are the easiest things to get rid of, like my emails, right? Like setting up my calendar invites and things like that. Like these are things that they, they take up mental space that I that I shouldn't have to do and, and remove the idea of you being your own secretary. Like you need to stop being your own secretary. So those are the first things I look uh, getting off. The second is what are the challenging things that maybe uh, are, are preventing me from, from creating revenue in my business that if I just got them done, it would be a new revenue stream. Like for example, the, the course that you might've been putting off or the funnel you haven't done, or the lead magnet or the blog or whatever, like, like try to find uh, somebody to help you do that. And by the way, don't hire one person to do everything because that is going to cause huge burnout. And it's going to cause that, that what I call the miracle VA myth, which is you want someone who's, who's good at a little bit of everything, but it, I find it's, it's much better to have someone who's really good at a certain thing and loves doing that one thing. And like, that's it. Like Jackie, I don't expect her to do any social media for me. I don't expect her to do any graphics for me. Um, she has one specific role, which is manage my calendar, manage my communications. You know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. she manages my inbound and outbound communication personally. So find someone like that. The third thing I would say is what I call the neglected tasks. What are things that you, <laughs> what are things that you, you, that you know you should be doing? but you're not like, for example, mm. maybe you need some social media presence. Maybe you, you need to, you know, uh, show up at networking events, or maybe you need to do outreach and start building a, a strong network, or maybe you should be hosting that webinar that you haven't done, you know, and you, you haven't set that up. Like what are things you're neglecting? Um, maybe writing the blog, what are these things you should be doing? And then the last, the last thing is what are the most valuable things that you should do? 
um, I came up with something and it's, it's funny because, you know, you guys have probably heard the 80, 20. Uh, sure. I've learned it's even crazier than that, especially with technology today, that if you write a list of 10 things to do, there's usually one thing out of those 10 that if you did that, it would, it would, it would have more result than all the other nine put together for your business. Right. And so many times people are so busy kicking the rocks that they're not trying to push the boulder. Right. And the boulder is what's going to move you forward. And sometimes that one thing is a challenging thing. So sometimes people use that as an excuse. Well, let me take care of these other nine first. Right. And then they never get one that's really going to make a difference in their business or a difference in their day. And I just see that avoidance of something that's challenging, really, you know, getting in the way of people really moving forward and innovating. Well, you know, as they say, time is the resource that we have that we can't make more of. You know, we can't make more of our own time now using other sources and whatnot. Yeah, that helps. But I think the tasks boil down to that is we're thinking about, okay, can we do this task? Well, it's going to take a lot of time. (laughs) I think a lot of business owners make that type of decision when they're running their business. The other thing here is just time freedom, right? Like people sometimes, and and this always bugged the heck out of me when I was running my business, you know, for 13 years, people would say, oh, hey, Russ, you know, could, could you go do this on, on Monday afternoon? Because, you know, you, you, you do your own business, you make your own time, you set your own hours. <laughs> that is so not true when you're running your own business. It is taking up so much of your time and so much of your bandwidth. The entrepreneur is the only person crazy enough to work 80 hours a week for themselves to avoid working 40 hours a week for someone else. Yeah, right? <laughs> but they're happier. They're happier to put in those 80 hours. And, here, exactly. and here's the thing. Look, guys, if there's anything, if anybody who's listening, and if there's one stupid thing I can teach you <laughs> and and uh, that actually changed my life. Wait, wait, wait. Is that Wait, hold, hold that thought, Jeff. I want to use that as the ultimate tease for people to come back after the break. I want them to hear the lesson that you're going to teach everybody. The one thing you need to tell everybody (laughs) is going to happen right after this break. Dude, that's torture. All right. I guess I'll see you on the the next side. And we're back. We're DIY for business on the uh, Best Business Network, heard on Electricast Media. And today we are with Jeff Hunter. And Jeff has the life hack, the secret that is going to change your life. <laughs> we teased it before the break. Yeah. You totally Ryan Seacrest oh everybody. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. And I, we're going to find out. Ryan Seacrest is not fun. <laughs> After right this. Off, when we get back. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. the break. Yeah. <laughs> hit, hit us with the secret. So the secret is there's three things you have to get when you hire somebody. And I'm sorry to tell you guys that they cannot be taught. These are three things that you need out of your virtual team that cannot be taught. Okay. One, they have to be adaptable. They have to be able to learn new things and they have to be able to learn quickly. If they do not, they will not survive in the virtual world. Number two, 
is they need to have strong work ethic. They need to be able to show up at the desk every day. You got to have someone who's got resounding work ethic and shows up every day, reliable and ready to work. Reliability, work ethic. And the third thing, they got to give a damn. They got to give a damn. And I'm telling you guys, I know that you're like, well, how do I? Hold on. Jeff said I got to I got to give a damn. <laughs> um, you can tell if somebody cares. Right. And by the way, that as the CEO, as the leader of your business, that is driven by the culture and the culture at your company is 100 percent your fault. Right. Whether it's good or bad, it's your fault. It's funny you mentioned those three things because I find that those three things make great salespeople too. Like they make good every people. Yeah. Like it's anybody that don't specifically have those three things usually don't work. And, and here's the thing guys, you know, and I know that that was the big old lead in for the break was that, (laughs) you know, I was going to teach you these three things. that's going to change a business. But now you're saying, okay, great. That doesn't help me because I don't know how to do that. How do I know if somebody's doing that? Let me give you – now let me – I've given you I've given you the, the why. Now I'm going to give you the how. Okay, here's the tactical. The tactical is before you hire someone, set traps. And when I say set traps, I mean put together an activity that they have to perform before they even get to an interview. Put together an activity. So everyone who I hire at vastaffer.com that technically I don't hire, my team hires, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, they go through a set of activities, questions. They go through a personality quiz. And all of this, they have to perform before they even get the ability to book an interview. And I like to give some open-ended questions where they're like, oh, my gosh, we don't give them the answers. We have to – they have to actually Google some stuff. Right? How do you judge work ethic before you hire somebody? How can you tell? Well, all of those questions on that quiz, that's going to show you. And if you're using some good software, like one of them is called Vervo, V-E-R-V-O-E for those listening in. It's an automated application process and it times how long people take to do these quizzes so you can find out how well they're performing. All right. So that's it. Jeff, I have a feeling you have a lot more secrets to share. But we're, we're running out of time, so we are definitely going to have you back so that we can we can break through and, and kind of dig in and find some more of the Jeff Hunter secrets that we have not revealed yet today. And we'll probably be in some <laughs> of the books that you have coming out. So, so, Jeff, tell us a little bit about if somebody wants to get in touch with you for staffing needs or just to get in touch with you, to, you know, for coaching or anything. Yeah, so – all of my all of my stuff is on jeffjhunter.com. Um, if you want to learn, if you want to, if you want to look into getting a dedicated VA, you can head over to vastaffer.com. That's been around since 2013. Um, that's for dedicated assistance. And uh, you know, I'm recently now a verified Google influencer in the gaming space. So you know, nice. Um, not to sound cocky, but you can Google Jeff J Hunter, and I'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> And the next time you come back, I want to get into the whole branding topic too, because uh, you're really on top of the whole branding side of the business as well. 
I love branding and I think that there's nothing more valuable than investing in your own personal brand if you really want to take your relationship seriously. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show and uh, we're looking forward to having you again. Thanks, Russ and Greg. I appreciate you having me on the show. And thank you for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on the podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you may want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we're happy to take your questions. Uh, We would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. If there's an area where you need solid business advice or help, let us know. We might be able to build an entire episode around it. And hey, Steve might know somebody that can help you out as well. Big, big connections there. Uh, You can reach out to us by sending us a direct message on Twitter or visiting our website, DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. Both of those links are in the podcast description. We also love to talk to business owners. If you would like to join us on a show, please do reach out to us as well. We thank you for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Hello, I'm Polly Campbell, the host of Polly Campbell's Simply Said, the weekly podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And let me tell you what, we tap into the great minds of authors, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and so much more so that we can learn how to do the work that matters and create the lives we want to live. Join us right here on Polly Campbell's Simply Said on the best business network of Electricast. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.